Hello and welcome to All Villa No Villa, a podcast all about Aston Villa, the world's greatest football team. Well, Villa ended Liverpool's seven-game winning streak with a hard-fought one-all draw at Anfield on Saturday. We'll get to that in a moment. Plus, Frankie turned into a twisted fire starter with today's spicy question. First things first, Frankie, how are you? I am a fire starter, a twisted fire starter. I think I could have been the lead singer of that band, couldn't I, with the enthusiasm I just showed you. <laughs> I reckon so. That's Yeah, I mean, that's the re-release right there, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm all right. I, I was a bit of a lazy day, really. Just, you know, watching Man City win the league, really exciting stuff. Mm. Um, decided to not watch that, watched uh, Dortmund instead. And, uh, you know, watched Leeds, that... They're in a lot of trouble now. I think. I think they might be yeah, it. Yeah, I so, think so. I think so. Might be Leicester and Leeds are not long for this world in the Premier League. But uh, yeah, this morning I was woken up by some drums banging outside, and I was like, for God's sake, like it's eleven o'clock, people. You know, people <laughs> are still trying to sleep here. Uh, looked outside, and it was the uh, Hackney Half Marathon down here in London. I didn't didn't realise so. Uh, went for a uh, went down to look at that, and before I knew it, I'd actually walked the entire course. <laughs> <laughs> I also I love I love our different lifestyles, Frankie. When you say eleven o'clock was a lion, <laughs> well, you're speaking to someone who's got a two year old son. I was up at yeah. I, was, I was at six o'clock this morning. Yeah. <laughs> lion at eleven, Unbeli- unbelievable. Yeah, um, you, know, you know me. It's how I roll. I know. And so 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 what? So you, you did you did you go down there and and clap on the uh, clap on the runners? Did you get no. your, your pots and pans? No, I went down and booed them. <laughs> Hurry up, get on with it. That's the spirit. Go, go clear the roads. Get out of the way. <laughs> no, fantastic. Uh, no, I went down. I did actually cheer people. I was, it was kind of weird. I kind of got into the mood of it. I was like, I don't know anyone. I'm just there going like, woo. You know, you know, you know what I think it is. It's it's it is Villa, isn't it? I think Villa's put you in such a good mood that you're prepared yeah. to cheer on other people. You're you, you know, if if it was the relegation season, I think you probably would be down there booing booing the runs, wouldn't you? Yeah. You just um, you, you just, you just have Julian Lescott's tweet. Just, yeah, just in your head. Exactly. I'd just be, yeah, just be uh, imagining that, seeing the face of Lescott running past me, every one of them, and I'm just booing all of them. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but at the moment, I was tempted to do like a pitch invasion, run onto the thing, and just like, you know, <laughs> cheer and celebrate with all of them. Um, well, to, hey, hey, moving on to two Premier League stalwarts in Aston Villa and Liverpool, of course. Yeah. Um, obviously, they drew one all yesterday, Frankie. Um, brilliant game, I thought. Uh, what did you make of it? You know, I, I, I went after the the game on YouTube. I went a bit, you know, I, I lost my voice a bit celebrating it. It's absolutely unbelievable to see Aston Villa go away to Anfield against a team that have won seven games in a row at a team that needs to win to get into the Champions League, a place where you know Liverpool fans, you know, fairly enough probably think they have a bit of a divine right to be, particularly with a manager like Jurgen Klopp. It is incredible to see Aston Villa go to a to, into that sort of environment, needing a result for their own European ambitions, to um, go there with a tactical plan, work out a way to stop this team that's won seven games in a row, go there with every single player, not just enacting that plan, but also looking so 100% up for it. And, um, you know, it made, it made me feel a bit like... Um, and then also in the second half, to cope with the pressure that the fans were putting on, you know, Anfield, the the loud noise with the the, the players themselves having to deal with Liverpool's constant pressure um it was incredible sh- feat of mentality i thought and something you, you you know as a villa fan i feel like i've gotten doctor who's tardis and gone to a parallel universe where remy guard never happened where a season of alex mcleish during nil nil 
you know, celebrating a clearance from the sure foot of Alan Hutton didn't never never transpired. We're we're in a place where Aston Villa go into games tactically knowing what the hell they're doing. They have a coach who watches, you know, all week long. Unai Emery has not been sitting around playing Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, ten out of ten game. By the way, he's not. You know, his whole family's been wondering where he is. He ain't been sitting around gaming. He's been sitting around watching Liverpool over and over and over again, studying them. And it showed because when we turned up to the game against Liverpool, we played in a style that's completely negated their attacking threat, particularly in the first half. It was an incredible show of studying and intelligent coaching. Um, and do you think our, our last manager would have done that? Do you think he'd have sat around all day long studying how Liverpool played and working out ways to do it? No, I think he'd have passed it on to his coaches and said, you do it and I'll come in as Mr Billy Big Bollocks and just get roll the players up. That's, no, he, he, that's what he I think he would have done. He, he, he would have watched Liverpool, yeah, but he wouldn't have been analysing. He would just been watching <laughs> Liverpool to support them. Probably, no, yeah. That would, <laughs> Probably, that's yeah. about it. But... But that's the thing. So um, to see Aston Villa's growth this season, it was it was symbolised by that performance yesterday at Liverpool. Yes, it's unfortunate that we didn't win and it's annoying that Liverpool scored in the final minute. Yes, there are certain things I saw in the second half where I think Villa definitely could improve next season with, the, with a couple more signings. But bloody hell, to see the players with this mentality, to play in such an intelligent way... Um, and we'll talk about how they played in a sec, you know, drill down a bit more into it. Um, but it was um, it was really impressive and it just makes me really happy. Um, so, yeah, George, do you, do you match my level of uh, enthusiasm for it? Yeah, I mean, absolutely I do. I mean, I know you mentioned there's a tinge of disappointment that we didn't manage to cling on. I, I don't really look at it that way. Obviously, there was 10 minutes of stoppage time at the end of the game anyway. So... You know, they were really knocking on the door, uh, you know, in, in periods, particularly in the second half. I thought a draw was, a, to be honest, a, f a fair result. They had a, they, they had a, a goal disallowed as well. Um, and, uh, and yeah, to get a draw at Anfield was more than I was expecting. I, I fully expected us to be beaten, to be honest. And uh, I know you did a, you did a show with... Um, uh, with a Liverpool uh, fan and, and and podcaster in the in the build up to the game, and he was super confident. And granted, he 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 uh, was well within his rights to be confident, given the fact that they've won their previous seven games. There, they were still challenging for a Champions League spot, of course. Um, and uh, you know, uh, our, our record at Anfield isn't isn't fantastic. A lot of teams' mm. records at Anfield isn't great. They've only lost one game there all season, remarkably against Leeds, going back a, a few months. Leeds, God. Um, you know, so it is it is a fortress for them. Um, so to get a draw is 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 fantastic, and obviously keeps us well in the mix with uh, for for a, a Conference League. Um, uh, place it's within our hands obviously that final game now at home against Brighton they've guaranteed essentially that that Europa League spot with a 3-1 win against uh, Southampton today I think mm. the goal difference is so vast that you know it's 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 theirs isn't it pretty much so so yeah um yeah I think I think if you sort of drill down into into it um you know, looking at the team sheet when it was announced, I was a bit surprised by some of the changes. Obviously, at fullback in particular, Luca Dean brought in instead of Moreno. I was fully expecting Moreno to start, given how good he is exploiting that side of the pitch. And we all know that that um, perhaps the weaknesses, if there is any, in Liverpool's team is probably down that right-hand side defensively with Trent now playing actually much more as a, as a centre midfielder. He sort of mm. drops into the middle of the pitch much more. So that was an area that I thought we could exploit with Moreno and and, and how good he's been this season. But Luca Dean was 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 preferred, perhaps because maybe Moreno was carrying an injury. I know he came on and went off injured. Maybe that was an issue to begin with. 
Um, but uh, I thought Luca Dina equipped himself very, very well uh, down that left-hand side. And obviously on the other flank, Matty Cash coming in, replacing um, uh, Ashley Young. And it was, um, so that was an interesting uh, 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 tactical uh, personnel switch. And of course, um, uh, Kamara coming in um, in centre midfield, who I thought had a phenomenal game. I mean, he 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 was getting back to the levels that we've seen him play when he has been playing. Granted, his fitness hasn't been been all there this season. He's he's missed huge chunks of the season, unfortunately. And who knows where we would be if he was playing uh, consistently. Uh, But he was back and doing the business. You know, just you know, just cleaning up, winning possession, doing what he's he's great at. Um, John McGinn, just ferocious in centre midfield as well. just what a fantastic player he's been under Emery. Um and uh and yeah, if 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 we we look at other individuals, Tyrone Mings was Unbelievable. Yeah, superb. And and you know the England team is going to be announced in uh, very, very shortly. I would be very surprised. He he missed the the previous squad, didn't he? But I'd be very yeah. surprised if he missed it again this time if, around. If he ain't in it, I'm marching down to FA HQ myself and I'm I'm <laughs> Tying myself to a bloody pole until they they make they make the right decision. Tying yourself to a pole with Matty Cash. Yes, <laughs> to you, George, <laughs> to me, a man yeah. of Polish heritage. Absolutely, <laughs> he can never escape me, George. <laughs> the Zelinski clan can never escape me. I know you're yeah. hunting hunting me down, but um, <laughs> but, but, but 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 yeah, no, I I agree. I mean, it's it, it just it, he. I think Liverpool fans would be very upset that he wasn't um, sent off for that high challenge on oh. uh, Cody Gakpo, but. But I, oh, you know, I, I, I think I think it was a legitimate please. attempt to try and win the ball. It wasn't. It was clunky. It was clumsy. But it was no more than a yellow, was it? Really? When when I saw it first for the first clip, and I saw, you know, I thought, right, I thought he's gone for the ball. Oh, it's a heavy, bit of a heavy collision. Like it's, it's not too bad. And then obviously you see Gakpo's chest, and uh, yes, it looks like he's just been in a fight with uh, Mufasa from the Lion King. Just that he's <laughs> just been scratched by some some beast. Yes. <laughs> But um, but the fact is that like if you watch the replay, Tyra Mings actually isn't doing anything wrong. He's just kind of naturally watching the ball and naturally just reaching out for it. Yeah, and it just it's just a very and he gets the ball. And it's just a very unfortunate um, coming together that you know you could criticize. I don't know. Like Gakpo goes to the ball in the exact same way. I I don't know. I just I, I just don't think it was a. I don't know why this is such a controversy. I know Liverpool fans are very angry about it, but I don't. I don't think it was a red card. I don't. I, I think a booking's fair enough. It, but I just don't think it was. I'm, so, no, I'm I, sorry. I just think it was a legitimate attempt for the ball, and I, it's an accident. It's unfortunate what happened to Gakpo, but it's not. It's not. It wasn't cynical in any way at all. No, I mean, I don't. I don't think the referee did have the best of games. I think from from a from a Villa perspective, when I was watching the game, I mean, I messaged you. I thought, I thought he was letting a lot of things go that shouldn't have gone. Fabinho, Fabinho, and and then and then there was um, Henderson's uh, tackle on McGinn when kind of McGinn was kind of through in midfield. Mm. He kind of scissored him down and didn't even get a, a, a booking, um, which I, I thought was really frustrating. But then there's, I've, I've seen a lot of Liverpool fans saying that he was uh, he was letting he was letting a lot of things go from our perspective and and, and wasn't giving them a break. I, th- I think generally speaking, he, he did have a, a poor game uh, for, mm. for both for both sides. But but when it when it comes to that that Mings situation, I, I definitely think it, you know a, a, a yellow was 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 all it was. And, yeah. and obviously he did go to a VAR check. The VAR check 
proved that it, you know the on-field decision was correct and we move on. But yeah, they seem to be very frustrated with that decision, a lot of the Liverpool fans. Yeah, and I understand why I get that. And, you know, the penalty claim as well that they're saying, um, yeah, I could see on another day it would have been given, maybe. Um, but I don't know. Uh, I just think, ultimately, you know, with Aston Villa, what I thought, you know, I talk about Professor Unai's intelligence and his intellect. George, you put our brains together and it's... It ain't it ain't anywhere close to what Professor Unai's got. <laughs> no you know? chance. Um, you know, I, I mean, as I say, I want to get the man tattooed on my face. Um, I want to write love poetry to, to him all day because um, you know, yesterday you took Liverpool. Now have obviously gone with this whole fullback trend that's happening. Arsenal do it with Zinchenko. City have been doing it for a while now, and now obviously Trent Alexander Arnold loves to push forward into midfield and then Liverpool go into a back three. So what did, and other teams have not coped with that. They've won seven in a row. Other teams have not reacted to it. Finally, Aston Villa did at Anfield in a high pressure environment. Again, elite mentality. And they go there. Now Emery's got, he's got John McGinn playing as the second striker. And John McGinn, that's a role that I've I said, I thought McGinn actually could play because it's similar to what I feel, I feel like a Villarreal player was doing uh, last season that was uh, traditionally a midfielder. I can't remember who it was I was referring to. But um, he played that and I thought McGinn was excellent in that role yet again. He's playing in so many different positions and doing the business because he would come back and he would get on, um, I think it was Fabinho generally. So he wouldn't let Fabinho start play from deep and then when Alexander Arnold tried to do the same you'd have Watkins on him. So Watkins and McGinn actually did a great defensive job mm-hmm. in the first half Yeah. and um, and then what would happen is Villa might get the win the ball back, ball into McGinn, McGinn, quick left-footed whip because there's a bit more space there with that back three for Watkins to run in through it too. And it worked out perfectly because Villa won a penalty. It's a shame Watkins missed. But again, I mentioned elite mentality. You know, if it was me, I'd have got my shoulders sunk if I hit a ball wide from a penalty. Shoulders sunk, crying my eyes out, walking up to walking out the stadium, booking an Uber, Uber back to Birmingham and hiding in a darkened room for the next 10 years. And you're wondering, where's Frankie for that podcast he does? But he's, <laughs> It'd be like, do you remember when Di Canio, like a few years back, he, he wasn't given a penalty and then asked to be subbed off? That'd be me. I would just be ordering to be subbed off. I'd order them to get me an Uber as well immediately. Um, and maybe a private jet to a to a, a, a remote island somewhere, become Robinson Crusoe for a while, because that's how much you'll bother me. But with Ollie Watkins instead, he, you know, he's able to just get over it and he carries on for the rest of the game with doing the ugly stuff. Does the ugly stuff? He has to fight two really physical centre backs for Liverpool, and the amount of times he's winning that ball, holding it up, laying it off, he's doing. That's so difficult to do. It's the hardest job on the football pitch. I'm convinced of it, and he did it so well. It's unfortunate he missed the penalty, but again, he, he bounced back from it. And the Aston Villa team didn't let that penalty miss get to, get to them because soon after Douglas Luiz, who by the way, first half. Bloody hell, mate. Mm. You know, we talk about how good Brazilian footballers have been over the last 50 decades or whatever. You know, Pelé, Pelé, he'd, he'd be so proud. He'd be so proud of Douglas he's looking, he's looking down now, isn't he? Yeah. My you own. know, the, the great Ronaldo, the Brazilian Ronaldo, he's watching Douglas Luiz and he's like, I need to get his, his autograph. And he's, and he's uh, he, what a player. He was fantastic. First half, every single time he got the ball, he'd, you know, three Liverpool players on him, he'd have that one second of patience don't panic. Just look around. He'd be able to scan the area quickly, see a, see a pass on and make it. Simple pass all the time. And then on top of that, 50-50 challenges. He was always there. Mm. seemed to be everywhere. It was incredible. Um, and then on top of that, Villa's lines. And so, yes, so Douglas Louise then gets his assist. 
crosses it in, and there's Jacob Ramsey at the back post with a lovely volley. And Jacob Ramsey as well, who was at his lung-busting best, wasn't he? 100 appearances, 21 years of age. What level can that man go to, I tell you? Um, but then, you know, something else that happened was we talk about the first half defensively. It's the lines. So the midfield to the strikers and the defence to the midfield they were so tight. So compact. It left Liverpool with zero options to pass around, really, because we were cutting off the, the, the play from deep. So they couldn't really get going. The, the sort of the cog at the start of it all couldn't get going. And then at the end, it was just kind of like long balls to Gakpo. And it happened again in the second half. Uh, yes, it opened up a bit in the second half and they looked more threatening. But how many times did you see it in the second half where they were sending long balls a bit too far and it went out of play? Mm, yeah. Or a through ball that went straight to Martinez? Villa's high line worked again. Um, so I think first half, George, bloody hell. You know, they should make a film about it, an epic film. Martin Scorsese should make a film and cast Leonardo DiCaprio as bloody, I don't know, John McGinn, role of a lifetime. It was incredible. Um, but then second half, that's where you say Villa need a few more signings, I think. Do you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, I think we talk about like strength of the squad. And yes, we've been, it's, it's great to see a lot of the players that have been out for a few weeks, you know, like the likes of, you know, Matty Cash and, and Kamara as well, who have been missing for a long time coming back. It's, 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 it's brilliant. But, you know, you still look at that bench and you think, okay, Duran, he's, he's by no means the finished article. You know, he may well go out on loan next year. Who knows what his kind of immediate future is at the club. You know, Leandro Dendonka is is someone who was who's always been a bit in and out of the side. He, he's a perfectly decent player, but hmm. is, he, is he a player that we, we, we want or need if we're going to kind of get to the next level? So, and also, you know, if, if you think about, uh, you know, Kamara, and his injury record, you know, do we need someone else to, to play in that sort of role? If we qualify for Europe, of course, we're playing more games. We might need someone to come in and kind of do that job when when he's not around during the course of the season. So, yeah, I, th- I think I think absolutely there are there are there are there are areas of the pitch we need to improve. Certainly, I think um, you know on the right hand side, Leon Bailey again not really at it. Wasn't at it, was he? No, unfortunately, no. unfortunately, which is um, which is a shame. And you know, you think he, he has been given a, a has he been given a fair crack of the whip? Probably, he's, he know. has, he has, he's, yeah. he's had, he's had plenty of chances. I, I, I want us to be proven wrong, and I, I, I feel like there is an amazing talent there, natural talent, but it just feels like he's just not got the consistency. You know, he's the only player I look at in that Villa team and think he hasn't gone up a level since Emery came in. I think he's yeah. still at where he was before Emery came in. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Um, I don't know whether he needs. Uh, another kind of summer, another preseason to kind of like become more familiar and 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 mm. um, and work with Emery a bit more. But I don't I don't know I don't know I I agree. I mean, it would be a huge sh- shame I think to to say goodbye to him. I think as you say, there's a lot of natural talent there. We were all really excited when he joined the club when obviously Dean Smith was uh, was in charge. Um, but for, yeah, for whatever reason, it just doesn't seem to be working for him. Um, so yeah, that's that's certainly one to look at. But that's certainly an area of the pitch that we need to kind of Im- improve in because if he isn't in form or if he's injured or whatever, we need someone to be playing in that side of the pitch to be uh, to be on it and to hmm. be um, to be effective and to be causing problems for for other teams. And and certainly that seems to be the area of the pitch where we're linked with with players. Um, hmm. So, uh, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Obviously, it will be a really exciting summer transfer-wise, just to see who does who does come in. Mm. Um, so, yeah, we'll 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 see. But um, you know, if we kind of talk about Europe now, Frankie, we're just 
we're just um, one game away, aren't we? We play mm. Brighton, the final game of the season next week. Uh, as I say, Brighton are pretty much guaranteed Europa League football. What will their mentality be like at Villa Park? You know, Villa will be raucous. Hopefully it will be a, you know, a, a, gl- a glorious sunny day, final day of the season, good vibes only. Um, <laughs> you know, do you think, do you think we'll get there? Do you think we'll, we'll get the three points we need to, to, to make sure we get into the, the, the Europa Conference League? What, a, what I just want an incredible achievement that will be, you know? When the pressure's on, Villa seemed to do the business. We had to yeah. beat Spurs and we did it. We had to get a result of Liverpool and we did it. Yeah. Uh, we had to, you know, the acid test against Newcastle and we absolutely destroyed them in a way that nobody else has for a full calendar year. Um, yeah, I think uh, absolutely Villa can win it. Um, and, you know, Brighton are uh, bizarrely in, quite inconsistent, actually. Um, in recent weeks, yeah. Yeah, been, yeah. yeah. You know, they'll batter Wolves 6-0 one week. And then they'll lose five one at home to Everton. All... I think. I think. I think with them as well. Of course, they've they've had their run of games recently has been bizarre. You know, the fact they've had so many clustered into such a short period of time. I think perhaps those anomalous results were to be expected. Yeah. Um. And they've they've done enough now. They've still got two games left to, left to play. Of course, I think the next game yeah. is for them is Man City, City, who also are going to be on the beach now. They've won the league. Well, so... you think you'd think they would be, but that's these City players. You know, you look at their bench and they're bringing they're bringing Calvin Phillips off and bringing pina colada drinking pina coladas all year. Your phone's been on. I thought you could bring in Pina Colada on. I thought, who's this guy? <laughs> oh, two two hundred million quid signing from P- Pina Colada. Yeah, two hundred million quid signing from River Plate who never plays. Or <laughs> uh, yeah, um, yeah, like you know, even the bench players like Phil Foden will probably play. You know, and ah, you know, they'll they'll. I still think they'll do something against Brighton, and I think, uh, um, yeah, I, I think that. Villa will, um, uh, yeah. I think the pressure's on. I think the atmosphere will be good. Uh, I think we'll do it. I think we will. I, you know, I, I rarely ever feel confident about Villa. You know, I, I still to this day I don't anticipate us to beat Liverpool away or get a draw. I still think we'll lose, just because that's the way I've been conditioned now for so long. But yeah. I'm looking at this game. And I think it'll be really tough. I think Brighton, the style of play they'll have, will be really difficult to play against. But Unai Emery. Sitting around all week, he won't be playing Legend of Zelda. He'll be studying Brighton. So uh, yeah, I, I think we'll approach this game exactly as it needs to be approached. I think Alex Moreno's injury is unfortunate. Yeah. Um, but you know, uh, so yeah, I think I think we can. Um, but you know, I also want to mention, you know, Tyron Mings. Just I said it before. I tell you what, man, unbelievable. He's unbelievable. Uh, yes, I thought he was fantastic against Liverpool. I think he'll do the same against. Uh, Against Brighton, hopefully, I think um, everybody everybody looks up for it right now, and I think that these players and Unai Emery deserve to make Europe um, with what they've done uh, since Emery joined the club all the way back in October. All Villa, no filler on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Welcome back, everybody. Now it is time for this. George and I might never speak again after this, the spicy question. And today, George, I ask you, if Villa qualify for the Europa Conference League, can we win it? But I, I just love the thought of if I if I say that we can't win it, you you just like delete my number. <laughs> yeah. uh, we we just we you know we end the podcast. That's it. There we are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my parents are devastated. <laughs> yeah. It's not mine, actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, 
Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, f- I mean, first of all, you have to be in it to win it. Oh, we yeah. have not been in Europe for 15 years, 15 long years. I think, what, 2009, 2008, 2009 was the last time that we competed in Europe. Um, mm. And let's not forget, Frankie, when when we were in Europe and Martin O'Neill was was manager and we often talk about how good we were under O'Neill and we and we were, you know, I think three seasons on the bounce finishing sixth, there's nothing to be sniffed at. Mm. But but we never t- we never took Europe seriously. It was I I always got, was frustrated even as a you know how old was I back then fifteen sixteen even as a teenager I I used to get really frustrated that I'd look at the lineups we'd put out against uh, European opposition on a Thursday night and um, it would be severely weakened. I just thought if you could put all that effort into qualifying for Europe in the season you've got to take it seriously. In fact, just before the show I looked at the um, I, I remembered when we lost three one against Hamburg away at Hamburg I thought God who played in that game. Mm. We had uh, Nathan Delfonso and Marlon Harewood starting up front in that game. Oh, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, it's just, just remarkable, really. And that is something that you will not see from Unai Emery. You, you, Unai remember, Emery. The Mos- you remember Moscow away, don't you? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Unbelievable. Yeah, when he away. sent out the second string. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just um, just, re- just really bad. And, you know, what What message does that, does that sort of send to the players who probably were very keen to be playing in, in, in Europe? You know, the mm. fact that they weren't involved. I think Mustafa Salafu played against Hamburg, one of like his only games for Villa. Sally Salafu. What a player he was, by the way. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I think most of our listeners will be scrambling around on Wikipedia trying to figure out who he was. But um, yeah, so anyway, that is not something you'll get with Unai Emery. We all know he is um, he is Mr. Europe. Hmm. Uh, he's won he's won multiple Europa Leagues, as everybody knows. Sevilla, Villarreal, uh, Valencia. Um yeah. He's, um, he's... Did he win it with Valencia? Villarreal and Sevilla, I think. Definitely Villarreal and Sevilla. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, he's a serial winner in Europe and this that's his kind of bread and butter. And he's often said in recent weeks that he he wants his players playing multiple games. He's not afraid of 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 uh, of of you know playing players on a on a Thursday and a Saturday and, and, and all the rest of it, which is good to hear. I think you've got to take it, you've got to take it seriously. Hmm. Um and and finally, you know, if you look at the Conference League, if that is the the competition that we in that we that we end up in, fingers crossed. Um, you know, look at look at the teams that have, have won it. You know, Roma last year are they are they a side that you know a bigger or better than Aston Villa? I don't I don't think so. They're a decent team, obviously, but I don't think player for player they they're too much better than us. Obviously, West Ham have reached the final this yep. year. Um, they're playing Fiorentina again, a side that you know historically fairly big in Italy but again would you say that they're bigger and better than Villa I wouldn't say so so you know we can compete against these sides absolutely um and I think there'll be a huge amount of excitement um from you know the Villa fans they'll they'll be out in massive numbers I mean we've talked yeah. as well about getting out there ourselves big factor. Big factor. um there'll be a huge factor um yeah we you know, we, we God, we, we we so often talk about our history in Europe, and obviously we talk about 1982 and all that. Um, you know, it's about time that we 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 sort of stuck a stuck a claim and, and on continental shores and and went out there and and, and beat teams in in, in foreign countries because because you know that that's that's what we that's what we've been after for so long and and after ten a decade or more of decline, now we're finally at a stage where we can we can go back to competing in Europe. I mean, what an incredible thing that is for so many Villa fans. It means so much to them. So I think Emery will will realise that. I don't think he 
I don't think um, he'll he'll take you know advantage of, of of that at all. I think he'll just um, he'll be very very competitive in Europe, as I say. And and um, I think I think why not? I think if we have a really good summer in terms of bringing in players and a really good transfer window. Um, and we strengthen our team to compete on multiple fronts, which I'm sure we will. Um, you know, the owners have have come out following the Alamange saga and and said, you know, we we we're, we're. Do you see the article in in in, in Marker um, in the past week where they were yeah. talking about the project and how they're 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 so happy to have Emery there and and they're so keen on on developing the project. You know, mm. all the all that there's you know the signals are all there to show that you know they they want to be successful both home and abroad and um i think we've got a, a really good chance i really do you know for for years we've had to deal with this idea from outside that villa are just this kind of like whatever who cares nobody's blah 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 you know every you know for so long it's been you know villa are beating the big team you know one of the big six at the moment it's always like well, how did the big six team do badly? What happened to them today? Rather than it being, you know, bloody hell, Aston Villa did really well, didn't they? This has to be the turning point now of Villa Mate Europe, if Villa Mate Europe next week. You know, because it has to be. Villa are a team who belong in Europe. It's a massive, massive step forward again to where we should be and where we have been before and we've won things before. Um, and I think that the Conference League is a great place to start. It's worked really nicely. You know, look at, look at West Ham. I think... I think if you were to say what's the difference between West Ham and Villa, you'd say that last season West Ham had that experience of the Europa League, getting to the semi-final, um, and then this season probably used that experience of Europe to help them in the Conference League this season. So, okay, a lot of our players aren't going into a European competition with that experience. So maybe that could be um, something against us. But at the same time, we're going into a competition with players who have international experience on the whole. Um, you know, we're going into competition with a, a manager who has that European experience and can use that to uh, get the best out of his players. You know, not just to deal with the the what the competition they'll face in Europe and the sort of the different challenges that presents, but also coping with the league itself. Then as well, you know, we can't say that it won't impact us in the league because you know that again is an experience in itself where playing those mm. Thursday nights might impact you on the Sundays, but at the same time, it didn't impact West Ham last season when they did had that great Europa League run. So we have to look at West Ham did in the Europa League, you know, last season, all the way to the semi-final. And also on top of that, um still finishing, I think, seventh in the Premier League. Yeah, but, but even 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 this year, most West Ham fans will bite your hand off to finish where are they in the table now? What fifteenth, sixteenth, something like that, fourteenth? Well, and and win but, and win the Conference League. You know that yes, that would be yeah, something yeah. that I would. You know, I think a lot of Villa fans would 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 accept well, in in the well, in, in the main. Would you not? No, no, I'm not having. I, not, I want, not under no, Emery. No, not not having a league drop off. No, I think we have to be. If we finish, you know, seventh um, now this season, this is it. Now we we don't fall away from this. This is our. This is the standard. It has to be. And it has to, well, and it has to be higher than that going forward. And even if that means winning it, I mean, it's a bit weird to say this, isn't it? Even if it means winning, it, oh God, actually thinking about it, if we won the Europa League and finished fifteenth, would I take it? I probably would, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna, but, but I don't want that to happen. You no, know? I know, I, I, yeah. I know. I think, I think it's one of those things where, like, I was gonna say, that's probably the first thing we've ever disagreed on on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. now. We years. are never speaking again. Finally, extend <laughs> it now in the Look show. For now. My excuse to get rid of you. And I found it. <laughs> but, the, but, the, but, but you, you make an interesting point because what I would say is, I would, 
in my mind, I would talk, I would accept that. I would accept finishing 13th, 14th and winning the Europa Conference League. I don't think Emery would accept that. No, which exactly. is the point, yeah. which is the whole point, you know, like, like, I, I think, I think Emery would demand much more from his players. Yeah. And he would say, why is it that teams like, you know, Arsenal, Chelsea, you know, not Chelsea this season, but, you know, Arsenal, Liverpool, whatever, United can compete on all, on, on, on all fronts. Okay. They, they, they obviously have the money, they have the infrastructure, whatever. They're a big club. They, they have the world's best players and they have a lot of them, but there's no reason to say that we can't get, a few players in over the summer that are of a decent enough level that means that we can rotate those players and yeah. still finish seventh, eighth or whatever, or even higher, who knows? Um, and I think that's probably what, what I, I would expect Emery to expect as well. But mm. us, us as, you know, um, you know, uh, Villa fans who've experienced lots of trauma over the last 15 years probably would be like, oh yeah, we'll, we'll finish, we'll finish 16th. If it means we not can me, win George, the not me, George, not happening, yeah. not having it. Yeah. I think, this is why this is why Professor Unai is an elite manager and yeah. we run a non-elite we're, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we're worthless worms. Yeah. This is a, what is it Jay Humphreys called? The high performance podcast. What are we? <laughs> the, the low performance the low, podcast. Local, <laughs> they can't be asked. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, what'll be our equivalent of like uh, the conference sort of like doing a tweet and being like, Oh, I only got ten likes. Yeah. <laughs> we go again, we go again, Brief, do another tweet. God, if I got yeah, if I if I got ten ten likes, I'm going out. Oh, yeah, Maybe, if I, that's yeah, what, that's I, what I mean. Yeah, if I ever hit double double figures, uh, retweets or likes on a, on a tweet, I'm going out all the time. That's why I'm an alcoholic now. So it seems <laughs> to happen a bit more regularly than it used to. But uh, but yeah, um, I mean, look, I mean, let's look at some of the teams that are potentially in the Conference League next season. I see in the Bundesliga that would be Bayer Leverkusen, um, in La Liga that'd be Athletic uh, Bilbao at the moment, Atalanta or Roma in uh, in Serie A. So to play teams like that again, have those European adventures. Mm. To play anywhere, to play, you know, to play in um, Portugal, Scandinavia, Eastern Europe, wh- wherever it is, it, it, to play any sort of name competition uh, in Europe would be, it'd be fantastic to be back where we are. It'd be, it'd be evidence that the ownership's sort of ambition for Aston Villa to get us back into Europe is is on schedule. Yeah, it's being realised, isn't it? Yeah, um, it's 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 a very it's a very it's, I mean it's obviously it's tangible, isn't it? It's, you know that is. You know the owner, the owners flying out to to you know Leverkusen or whatever or uh, or or Bilbao is is yeah. is is yeah it's it's tangible proof that the the project is is working exactly so um so yeah I think uh, I think Villa have the manager and they have the the sort of players if Emmy Martinez stays to to do you know and all of them you know, all of them have shown a great elite mentality as they demonstrated at Anfield to to win things. And I think next season, if they kept that mentality with a bit more quality added in as well, with squad depth and maybe one or two youth players stepping up as well, there's no reason Villa can't believe that we can do some really shocking things for, I would say, I th- do some things next season that will shock the world. Shocking things. <laughs> I'm a bit worried now. Yeah. <laughs> what are they going to do? <laughs> Turn up and just, I don't know, run into the crowds like beating people up. Yeah. Emmy Martinez puts the <laughs> and the referee blows the whistle for the start of the match. They just immediately like swarm to the stand and start attacking yeah. the opposition. <laughs> You're like, what's Cameron Archer what's, doing? Uh, what's going on? Just Stop him! Stone, just giving a stone cold stunner to a Fiorentina fan. It'd be, it'd be like the West Ham AZ Alkmaar game where the West the West yeah. Ham players are all scrapping with the fans. Yeah. So, so George, you're you're quite you're a man of um, 
continental heritage. So you got your Zelensky's port, um, or Polish heritage. <laughs> Portuguese. Yeah. Portuguese. <laughs> the famous Zelensky's of Portugal. So you've got your Polish family, you got your Cypriot uh, uh, family, but also your Cypriot family moved to Scotland. So you've got some Scottish in there as well. So basically, George, we're, what we're looking for is we need the Rangers or Celtic in there somewhere, maybe, maybe a, a Hibernian. Yeah. Um, we need a AEK Larnaca from Cyprus, yeah. Yeah. and we need Leggy Warsaw. Leggy Warsaw, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what we need. We need to know, maybe Poznan, so we can actually do the Poznan in yeah. Poznan. <laughs> Take it off Man City. <laughs> yeah, just just me and you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah and, uh, and then we're just swarmed by Lech Poznan ultras. <laughs> yeah, just me and you on our own. Like, come on, come on, everybody else. Why are you doing we're, 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 we're like doing it. We think we're in the stands, but then we turn around. We're actually being led away by uh, yeah. by, the, by the Lech Poznan ultras and into an alleyway. Still... And be, be, you know, we're still doing, still doing it. Yeah. The, the police lead us away in handcuffs. We're still doing it. <laughs> yeah. The Poznan. Oh, I can't wait, Frankie. I think it's going to yeah. be. It's going to be yeah, if, well, if we do it, and it's a big know, if. And, big I, and game. I don't. Can, it's a huge can we game. win it? Can we? Can we make it? Can we well, beat Brighton next week? I'll tell you what. Next week, Frankie, I am going to be in a in a small bar in Holland. Uh, Ooh, I've told yeah. you about this football tournament that I've played. Yeah. I play it every year. I go I go away to a little town in, in in Holland and I play it in that tournament. And this and this weekend, I'm going to be there. So I'm going to be in Europe. Uh, I'm going to be wearing my Villa shirt. Uh, and I really hope that while I'm in Europe, we'll be qualifying for for, for European football. That's the that's the dream. So um, I think we can do it. Yeah. Uh, and before we go, George, uh, I just want to say I've actually got some very sad news. Um, Richard Stevens, who's been on this podcast uh, before, um, he's a uh, absolutely massive Aston Villa fan. His dad, Michael Stevens, who I've known for a very long time and been to a fair few Villa games with, uh, he passed away. Recently, I know uh, Rich told me he was an avid listener to the podcast as well. Uh, lifelong Villa fan, he went to the uh, European Cup final uh, in Rotterdam in '82. Uh, season ticket holder, I think, for about fifty years. Uh, I think I, I think a game I went to him with was uh, the Ajax game that we won two one. Um, Martin Larson's famous header, and uh, right until the end, I think on his final day, he was still asking for the Villa score. Um, mm. So you know, uh, huge condolences, an absolutely wonderful guy. Um, I was. I've had. A, I remember having drinks with him in the Aston Social before many years ago as well. So, um, just a really fantastic guy, and uh, I think just representative of what a family Villa are really. You know, as a villa, as a fan base, you know, we, you know, we 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 go through the tough times and the good. Um, and um, so I'm thinking about Rich Richard, my good friend Rich uh, Paul, who I went to the Brentford game with as well. Uh, uh, Paul, who is Michael's son, and the whole um, Stevens family really. So. Uh, Holt Enders in the sky and, uh, yeah, um, rest in peace, Mike. And uh, it was great knowing you. Yeah, very much so. I, I pass some of my condolences as well to to Rich and the family. I, I've met him, but I've I've heard him many times on the on the show as well. He's always a very valued uh, contributor and he always makes some fantastic points about the villa and and, and he cares passionately, passionately about the club. I'm sure his, his dad did too. And, um, yeah, so I pass on my wishes uh, to them too. Okay, well, thank you, everybody, for listening. I've been your host, George Zielinski. Frankie, I will uh, catch you later. Catch in a bit, George. Up the villa. Up the villa. And it is goodbye from me, too. We will be back again soon. As I say, I'm, I'm going to be in Holland at the end of next week, hopefully drinking a few Heinekens and, and seeing Villa qualify for the Europa <laughs> Conference League. But I'll be back on this show, obviously, to talk about uh, the Brighton game and, uh, and all things Aston Villa, hopefully, in Europe next season. Uh, but until then, come on, Super Aston Villa. <laughs>